today on The Breakdown. Reader of Souls, Davide Katai, faces off against Reader of Harry Potter, Martin Kozlov, in a really interesting little hand from the 2016 10K6 match from the WSOP. We are six-handed. That's all. Of course, we're always six-handed, but it's the final table is what I'm getting at. Big money on the line. Big stakes on the line. We're going to break it down right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I don't feel like you have any reason to be so pejorative towards Martin Kozlov. How is that pejorative? Like, oh, go back and listen, listeners, and tell me if it sounded pejorative. Tell me. Do you Tweet not- at us at Two Poker Guys. I've read every Harry Potter book. I have not. So maybe that's why you think it's pejorative. That might be why. I think. But you're think- saying you're saying basically David Gutai. Look at how good he is at poker. This other guy reads books because yeah. he has glasses. <laughs> I mean, if you have glasses, you're probably more likely to read books because you care about seeing. You care about vision. If you're blind, you're he's, not going to wear glasses. But he's not reading a book right now. There's something called reading glasses. Oh, he's not reading a book right now? Right now. At this very moment? I'm tweeting it out, and we'll find out. Okay, we better he's find out. He's probably rereading Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban. That's number three. <laughs> you know where it's kind of hard to read people because it's the internet? Um... Yes. Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. A nitrogen Sports Poker Room. It's it's one of the hardest places to get physical tells, but that's because it's online poker, and yeah. it's a great online poker site. When you sign up for Nitrogen Sports using the link in this description, it only requires two sign-up details, a username and a password. No other BS. That's cool. And when he says a link in this description, he, of course, means the link in the description of the podcast. That's, of course, what I mean. Just to be clear with everyone, one of the cool things that's happening as of right now, not only are there special Poker Guys tournaments, but now we've got special Poker Guys sit-and-goes. Grant and I are both going to be playing sit-and-goes. We're going to let you know we're going to do it via Twitter, and we're going to Twitch that stuff so you can be part of it or you can watch it. You can do whatever you want. We're going to be playing. You're going to be on our Twitch channel getting owned by us. Gonna destroyed. Be so, so sick. Although many of you We'll probably be able to exploit us quite well, having listened to many of our podcasts. We're going to try and be difficult to exploit, but yeah. it's, it's easier for you guys. We'll adjust fast. It's going to be easier than, than most. I actually was playing a tournament like three weeks ago, and the guy across the table from me, very nice guy, said, uh, I just want to let you know I kind of have an advantage on you. I listen to all your podcasts. And I was like, meh. <laughs> Sad now. <laughs> that's, just, that's part of the life that we've chosen. It's true. It's, yeah. like, it's like Iron Man. Right. And, and the site that we've chosen to play on is Nitrogen Sports Poker. Ooh, I like that. the software is great. You don't have to download anything. It's housed on the internet, let's which is for- wonderful. Let's not forget about those 10 to 25-minute lightning fast withdrawals I know. that you get. Those of you who have heard us say that a lot, might, that might just glaze over. But think about that. Think about it. You bink a tournament for 4K. Boop. You get it in 10 to 25 minutes. No Cha-ching. waiting. No waiting. Kazami. Yep, it's just Kazam happens. featuring Shaq and Nitrogen Sports. That's Kazam. Yeah, that's what I said, Kazam. Anyway, we're done with that promotion. We killed it. We destroyed always, it. We always kill it. Of course. So anyway, this hand was suggested by Bill Wendling. Thank yes. you, Bill. Uh, I always like to get the World Series of Poker side event suggestions. Tend to be pretty cool hands because not many people have seen them. So somebody right. has to really dig for it, you know? Absolutely. Usually I haven't seen it either. Right. And this is one of the tougher events in the world. It's the 10K six max at the World Series of Poker. All yeah. the six max events are tough at the World Series. The 10K, I don't know if there's even a 50K. I think there, 10K might be the highest six max. I think event. it is. I think so, it is. Based on this final table, you can tell this is a tough tournament. There's five people left. There's Justin Bonomo. There's Jack Salter, who's like the least accomplished, who's right. pretty good. He finished second in an there's EPT. We Nick know that. Nick Petrangelo, who's been killing it. And he plays the super high roller yeah. stuff. Davide Katai and Martin Kozlov. And also 
Chris Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Ferguson's at this final table. Ew. But what a final table that is. We've heard of everybody. We've seen everybody play. That's crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play at that table. I mean, I guess if I'm already in the money, fine, put me in there. Really? You wouldn't want to play at that table? But if I was going to buy into that tournament and that was my opening table, I wouldn't be too thrilled about that. That's true. But if it's the final table, you just close your eyes and move in a lot. Yeah, just like, like, I think my move-ins started around 28 blinds against (laughs) these players. Yeah. I'm going to be three-bed shoving a little bit bigger than I normally would. I'm not going to lie. Like, like. 15 to 20 blinds, I can go higher. I can get, definitely ship 30 blinds comfortably. I'm going to get some guys. lemon juice and squirt it in Davide Katai's eyes so he can't <laughs> read me. I like that. Yeah. Ooh, maybe we could just get like a screen, you know, like a huge screen that, is, that like occludes everything and just put it in front of us at the table. So be like, this is my it. iPad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant iPad. You can't see me. <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think we figured out how to play against Davide Katai. So let's um, get into the hand. Martin Kozlov's going to have to try to figure that out today on The Breakdown. Ooh. Exciting stuff. It's a good thing he reads. Yeah. So we're five-handed. Uh, the blinds are 30K and 60K, and Kozlov and Katai are overwhelmingly ahead of the field in chips. Yeah. Justin Bonomo is third in chips with 1.4 million at 30K, 60K. Yeah. Uh, to put that in perspective, Kozlov's got 5.2 million, and Katai's got 6.3 million. So Kozlov's got how many blinds? Like 70? 88. 88 blinds. So he's the effective stack between the two big stacks. Yeah. And everyone else is tiny. That's it's interesting. Yeah, Bonomo's got 24 blinds, and he's in third. Yeah. So the other two guys are just like tiny little babies. <laughs> yes, tiny little Hoping babies. the other guy busts. So you know. Bonomo starts the action. Um, it's actually an interesting thing overall to be in this spot as Bonomo. He's got 1.4 million. They're five-handed. He's under the gun. He's got ace-nine of hearts. It's like kind of a mandatory open, but it kind of sucks, right? I mean, we're just going to fold if one of the big stacks... If anyone raises, we're just going to fold the hand, yeah. right? We're, that's not... I mean, how how short are the really short stacks? They all have more than 10 blinds, The shortest blinds, right? stack is Chris Ferguson, the piece of crap, with 13 blinds. Uh, I think we just have to fold if he moves in, don't yeah. we? Like, maybe not. Maybe we feel like we have to gamble a little bit to try and have a chance to win this thing. Yeah, that's but possible. We need fit, we need Chris to be shipping, essentially, king highs, which he probably would with 13 blinds, right? It just sucks to get called at all in seabed on any missed flop, too. Like it's. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you just got to play poker. You just got to play the poker. That's fine. Yeah. We're only putting in two blinds right now. That's yeah. the good news. No, I, I think it's pretty clear that this is what you have to do. He does open to a min-raise 120K. It's just it's uncomfortable. You're like, everybody fold. Yeah. Everybody fold. Of course, you're also raising Kozlov's big blind, and he's the you know he's got a lot of chips. Yeah, so he's and Katai's small blind. So it's likely Kozlov, at least, in the big blind, is going to call really wide. But we're ahead of that range. Of course. Yeah, which but is nice. He could just decide to move us in. Yeah, he could. <laughs> All right. He probably won't. So it folds around to Davide Katai in the small blind. He's got king, queen of hearts. He decides to flat. This seems like a good decision. Seems like a reasonable decision. He could three bet. To get it in against Bonomo? Um, I mean, he would three bet big enough that Bono would essentially be calling all in, I think, yeah. would be the way you'd do it. The problem, of course, if Kozlov somehow wakes up with the hand, that sucks. And really... We don't love our how we're doing against Bonomo's get it in range with King Queen suited for twenty four blinds. When Bonomo, I assume, is going to be playing kind of tight. Right. This hand may be too good. Right. right? We, and we don't mind Kozlov overcalling when we have a hand like King Queen of Hearts. Not it at plays all. well multi way. Not it's a, fine. Right. It, this yeah. this hand flops so well. It's really fine to just keep it cheap when we don't know what Kozlov's going to do yet. So I, I I like calling here, but I thought it was good to at least explore the three bet. Yeah. Fair enough. If we're yeah. in the big blind, we might just ship it and be like, what are you going to do? Sucks, I mean, it's so easy to just put one more blind in. It's also such a... It's just too good a hand, I guess, yeah. right? If we have, like, king nine, we could be more... We might ship it more often, because we we're going to fold out all the king highs anyway. Or we could just not have three-bet bluffs in this spot. At all? Yeah, maybe maybe a couple, but not a ton. 
don't know. It depends on how often Justin's really opening yeah. and what he's really going to call. Yeah, fair not. enough. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. All right. So Kozlov's in the big blind. He's going to have a very wide calling range at this point. Yeah. Um, he's It's a min race. He's got ace-deuce offsuit, ace of clubs, deuce of hearts. So this is clearly a call. I mean, what a price. Yeah. So sick. Also, Davity's in the hand, and if somehow he could, he could in theory win a big pot off of Davity, that would be pretty nice. I hope he got his lemon juice ready in case you know things happen. You got squirt, gotta... squirt. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think it's scripted night. That's what you say. Squirt, squirt. squirt, squirt. <laughs> you say it out loud <laughs> as you oh, like have a lemon and just squirt it in his eye. Squirt, squirt. <laughs> That's, that's how you play against Davide Katai. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Davide Katai is the guy who reads people better than anybody else in the world, most likely. We just think, Incredibly anyway. well. Yeah. He makes all of these hero calls that are just... Seem like disasters as far as gameplay. Ace and, high hero calls, queen high hero calls. Yeah. We've seen him do it in big spots, really big spots. He just spots. stares down the other guy until the guy does whatever micro-expression Davide's looking for. He's like, oh, okay, I get it. Right. I, w- I win, I call. Yeah. yeah. You, I, we went, we reference it every time, but he's the guy that Tony Roberto famously moved across the table from because Roberto was sure Katai could see Roberto's cards. Right when Davide called, when they were three handed at another WSOP side event, and uh, Davide called with Queen High on the river. Yeah, after calling with Queen High on the turn and the flop. Yeah, <laughs> now he had draws I think right. for a while, but still. Yeah. All right, so now we're going three ways to the flop. Katai's got King Queen of Hearts. Bonomo under the gun has Ace Nine of Hearts, and Kozlov's got Ace Deuce off in the big blind. The flop is deuce of clubs, king of diamonds, eight of hearts. Great flop for Davidi. He's got top pair, back yeah. to flush draw. Yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, Kozlov's got a deuce, which is fine, but mm-hmm. not wonderful. And Bonmo's whiffed, and this is one of the crappy things about being short stacked. Is it's like, I guess I could continue here, but it kind of sucks. I mean, it's a, I mean, assuming that the blinds are going to check as you would expect them to check on this board to this player, right? Yeah. Um, as Bonmo, I think our plan should be to probably bet. Uh, because it's such a dry board, it's a king high flop that seems to hit us pretty well. I feel like we're supposed to bet on, and we this can board. bet pretty small. We can, yeah, we can go cheap with it. One fifty, two hundred, yeah. something like that. But right, it feels it like probably we're supposed to bet this board, unless we think Davidi's just so, got such a deep read on us. Maybe it's not worth messing around with. Yeah, that's but true. <laughs> it seems a little crazy to to, to just be like, well, he's always going to read me perfectly, and I basically I can only play my hand for its actual value. Right. <laughs> yeah, it seems impossible. I don't think that's really the case. Yeah. Um, anyway, it checks around. So, I, I mean, I guess Katai was hoping for the C-bet from Bonomo when yeah. Katai checked. He, he's, the plan for Katai is Bonomo C-bets, I call, Kozlov folds. It goes check, check on the turn, I bet the river, and I hope I get called, right? Yeah. Or I, call, or I check the turn, Bonomo bets again, and I don't fold. Is there an argument for donking as Katai? Not on this board, I don't think. Do you? King 8 deuce board? Isn't, isn't Bonomo going to—I mean, Bonomo checked, but isn't he going to bet so, so often? I think when he's short, he's not, and it's evidenced by this. I mean, well, maybe Ace he, Nine is good enough. He feels like he can check back. I guess. I mean, I guess the thing that you could think of as Bonomo is I actually have two overcards to the second card, so like a nine might be good also for me. It doesn't like I don't just need an eight, so maybe he feels like I can really check because I have more outs than I might normally have, as well as sometimes the best hand backdoor flush draw stuff like that. But I would just honestly, I'm su- I'm really surprised he didn't bet. I understand he's short, and I understand it's a poopy situation. But he can bet three blinds here or whatever. What are the blinds? Thirty sixty. Yeah, he can bet one eighty. Someone calls. In this case, it would be Katai, and we can still have nineteen blinds. We just don't put any more money in. You know, that's okay too. Like we know as soon as we're called, the hand's over, right? Like yeah. we know we're ne- like it's a super dry board. What does right. Katai have? I guess he could have Ace Eight. Any any king, there. any king, any eight is going to call. 
Right. And, and Kozlov might call if Katai folded with his ace-deuce. I don't know if he would or not, but he probably would call if we bet small. Yeah. yeah. So then we'd have to... It becomes a multi-street thing if anybody's gotten any piece of it. We're not going to do a multi-street thing, though, as bottom We're not going to yeah. keep putting... So I guess the question there. becomes a mathematical one of how frequently does one of our opponents get any piece of it. Right. I would think on this board, not very often. But... Bottomo disagrees, or Bottomo just is trying to preserve his chips. Maybe the ICM implications really yeah. play into this, too, where it's just, he's like, I just don't want to put any more chips in when I don't have to. I can see a free card. And, you know, like, those two other guys are going to bust a lot. Right. And, like, it's worth real money to me just to check here and not put more chips in unless I improve. Also, Kozlov has, like, 85% of hands, right? He has a lot of the hands. I mean, I don't think he has 85%, right? He, if it's less than that, it's 80. I don't know. It's, um... It's a fair amount of hands. Yeah. I'll give you that. But still, it's a super dry board. You yeah. Know? It just is. Well, so. this isn't what the hand's about, so right. I guess we should move past Fine. it. Fine. Um, so everybody checks. That's what happened. Katai is expecting to get some value later somewhere, or they'll fold, and you'll be like, I guess I didn't get any value out right. of my top pair. Whatevs. Right. Okay, so the turn is so sick, bro. So sick. It's the deuce of spades. That brings trip deuces for Martin Kozlov. It was a deuce king eight flop. Turn deuce of spades. Kozlov's got ace deuce. Katai's got king-queen for basically the best top pair he ever shows up with here. Right. Um, and Bonomo is done with a hand, essentially. Of course. Once he checks. Uh, Katai now bets a small amount, which you were advocating Bonomo to bet on the flop. He bets 155K. That is small. He's just trying to get some value. It's a yeah. pretty clear spot. Call me with an eight. Right. Now is when things start getting interesting. What do you think Kozlov should do here? He's just turned the best trips possible. And it's a rainbow board? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I don't know what Kozlov should do here. Actually, let's let's think about this. So the so he very very he rates to have the best hand almost always, right? I mean, what are we losing to if we're eight's Kozlov? full? Right. If Kataya has eight's full, it's eight's full. Yeah, that's it. Right. So that's pretty good. Or There's, maybe Bonomo could have eight's full sometimes, or King's full. Okay. That's fine, but we're yeah. just going to... Bonomo's just going to get double through us. I right. mean, that's, there's nothing to think yeah, about that's with just that. Life. So we don't care about that. Yeah. That, no matter how we play it, he's getting all those chips. So that's meaningless. Um, so we're just worried about Katai. He can have eights full, but he can have a king. It's hard for him to ever really have a deuce, right? Yeah, he, he only has ace-deuce suited, really. Right. Which I think amounts to one combo because we have ace-deuce off. I'm not sure if he's... On the board. I'm not sure he's flatting ace-deuce suited anyway. He's probably three-betting it. Uh it's probably too weak to flat when yeah, Bottom only has twenty four blinds. Yeah, you know the only way the only reason to flat it is because you're like Kozlov, please come in the pot. I right. want to try and win a huge pot off you. But with Ace Two suited, are we really doing that out of position? I doubt it. I yeah, think he's three. I think he's three betting or folding. Ace I think you're suited. right. I think the only hand Katai has that's beating us is Ace Full. Right. I think he's probably three betting his Kings pre. So, as Kozlov, we might decide. Okay, I'm just trying to think. Advocating. Uh, obviously, we're never going to fold. So we can call with the intention. I mean, it'd be crazy never to raise, though, right? Unless unless the board gets. I don't even know what funky card could come on the river. I guess an eight or a king could come on the river. Yeah. If of we course. call, and then we would just call. Um, but it'd be crazy if Katai bets, and then like a ten of hearts comes off on the river, and Katai bets again, and we just call twice. That seems too nitty. Right, and Katai is kind of, if Katai has top pair or top two pair or something like that, he can't really have king eight, I guess. So Katai just has to have top pair for us to get value. And Katai can't really fold for a raise on the turn yet, even though when Kozlov raises, it's basically beating king-queen or it's a deuce. Or or it's a bluff, excuse me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kozlov is never raising king-ace-king or similar king-queen, right? Right, because it's a fully dry board. Right, and Kozlov, Kozlov can have king eight, but king that's eight, a problem. Yeah. Right. That's bad for Katai. Yeah. I mean, the one thing about it, which I sort of like, but you can make the case either way, I'll admit, is the only guy who can really have a deuce in this hand is Kozlov. Yeah. 
Kozlov can have the deuce. No one else can. Kozlov knows this. These guys know this. Right. So that gives Kozlov more re- more rain to raise as a bluff here. Right. He's like, yeah. what are you going to do, Davidi? That's you can't cool. have trip deuces, and I can. Yeah, that's so actually really get out of my cool. pot. So when you have the trip deuces, you want to raise there too because these guys are high, high level players, and right. they're aware of who has a range advantage, and you currently do as Kozlov. So as Kozlov, if you're thinking that way, which he probably is, right? So you you don't have to raise. Every time, because you're probably not going to raise every time without it. Yeah. You know, obviously that not wouldn't be the same amount of combos anyway. But but you can raise sometimes as a bluff here, and then of course if you're going to raise sometimes as a bluff here, you have to raise sometimes right. as um, value. And this is a basically super strong value for Kozlov. Kozlov, of course, can Kozlov probably can't have pocket eights, right? Can Katai have pocket eights? I, I was just wondering to that too. Because like he might want to just get, get in with Bonomo with he's pocket going, eights. He's not going to let Kozlov come in super cheap, I don't think, with pocket eights, right? Yeah, so Katai might not even have eights full. Well, if Katai doesn't have eights full, he doesn't have kings full, I mean, now it's easy, right? Now yeah. we just now we just have, essentially, we have the nuts from right. Kozlov's point of view against Katai. Unless Bonomo flopped a set and checked. Right. But he, again, could, he could on this board. But we don't care. We're yeah. going to just double him up. Yep. That's that. Okay, well, okay, so Kozlov does raise. We didn't actually say that, but he oh, does. Yeah. He makes it 400K. Thought experiment time. Bing. What if Bonomo moves in? Um, well, Katai's going to fold. Yes, obviously, but we're Kozlov. So we're, Bonomo we're... started the hand with 1.4 million. He's now got 1.25 million. Um, so Katai bets 155 on the turn. Kozlov raises to 400K. Bonomo moves in for 1.25 total. Yeah. I know you think it's an easy call. I sure do. Yeah. But can we explore it? Let's do it. All right. Is what is your argument for it being an easy call? We have uh I think not the very best hand we can show up with here, but near the very best hand we can ever show up with here. Right? This is like the third best hand we can ever show up here. Because yeah. we can have eight deuce suited and we can have may I don't know if we can have all the king deuces or not. We can obviously have all the king deuce suited. Yeah. There's very few king deuce suited, though. There's actually one king deuce suited left. Right, and there's one eight deuce suited left. I don't know, if, and we maybe we can have the other king deuces. I'm not sure, um, but ace deuce. This is so. This is like right at the top of our range. Number one. Yeah. Um, number two, it's super affordable. We can absolutely afford to make this call. Uh, number three, there's a chance if if we're the guy, the only guy who can have a deuce, and we raise because we can only have a deuce sometimes as a bluff. Bonomo might see, might sniff all that out and move in. If Bonomo ever is moving in. Because he's like, well, you don't have to really have it here. It's hard for Bonomo to do that because he'd be worried about Katai calling. Right. But, if, but if Bonomo does the actual thought, this whole thought process, I don't know if you can do it at the table this no, quickly. No, that's hard. But it's like Katai can't really have a super strong hand here, right? He yeah. never has a deuce. He never has eights full. He never has kings full. He never has king eight. We're not 100% sure he never has eights full. He almost never has yeah. eights full. He never has a deuce. Right. Pretty much. Okay. We don't think he kind of. It's really hard for him to have either one of those hands. Yeah, really, really, really and hard. And maybe, but maybe he would flat ace do suit out of the small blind. I mean, he's like a guy who likes to play post flop a lot. It's possible. Okay, maybe, maybe. Yeah, but it's not super likely. I like that idea. I just don't know if Bonmo would actually pull the trigger on. I don't know on bluffing here, especially with the ICM implications. I don't disagree with you. I just feel like as Kozlov, we might just sort of say, my hand is super, super strong. If I call and lose, it doesn't really affect me. And my hand is so strong that I can really... Aff- I mean, it just seems absurd to fold. Sometimes I, I think you just have to make that decision because otherwise you're exploitable. No, you know? I hear that. I hear that, and I think that's probably correct, but I think usually we lose. I don't disagree with you. When Bonomo moves in, usually we lose. Bonomo can have... 
he just isn't going to have weird deuces, is he? No, never. And is, even if he does, is he going to move in? He might move in, actually, because he's like, if, if you know, if I'm beat, yeah, it I doesn't think, matter. I think he would, but I think he never does. Like, what deuce does he have? He really opened under here? the gun. Like, maybe as ace deuce like we do. But so, yeah. So, like, we're saying Bonomo's got kings or eights. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I just think we have to call because we're too exploitable otherwise. I think I, I hear that. I, but let's imagine for a second that Bonomo has pocket aces and he okay. slow played the flop. Yeah. I think he's flatting the 400K rather than moving in. I think you're probably right to induce. Yeah. Right, just in case. Of course, it's really hard to induce anything once you flat there, right? Like Kozlov, is, is Kozlov really going to bluff is, once you call there? It is, but if you move there? in with pocket aces, you're only getting called by better hands. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. But all the better hands are going to move us in on the river anyway. But at least there's still bluffs then. But are the bluffs ever going to bet once we flatted I, yeah. the 400K? They're but never going to bet. The point is I'm not, we're not moving in with pocket aces. Okay. That's the point. I agree we're never moving in with pocket aces. We just would have bet the flop with pocket aces. Yeah, anyway, I, think, right? like, I think so. Someone could have a king. Yeah. Someone sure. can have an eight. Like, let's go. I only have 20-some-odd blinds here. Let's do this. Right. That's the problem. The only really good hands that Bonomo checks the flop with are sets. I mean, I think so. Is it possible he ever checks with ace-king because he blocks some of the kings? Yeah, but he's never moving in with that. No, he's not. He's not. So I hear I hear you about not getting exploited, and Bono would have to be making this above-the-rim bluff, realizing that Kozlov realizes that he's the guy who has the most deuces and saying, I guess you just don't have a deuce because I've decided that you don't have a deuce. Yeah. And... uh and then making the bluff with these ICM implications. I mean, that's that's a tough nut to crack. I don't disagree with you. I think you probably lose a lot here. Is Bonomo really checking um, a set of eights on this flop? I think he, if he's going to check a set, he's checking a set of kings on the flop, right? Because he blocks top pair. Well, I hope he's checking a set of eights sometimes because he's checking his ace-high whiff, yeah. which, which you wanted him to bet. So I think right. a, a way to mitigate that being bad is by sometimes checking all of your sets. I mean, I think it's not that he's doing it because this is his normal game decision. No, I know. It's, it's just, just it's ICM stuff. Thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Um. I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's I think it's a terrible spot, and you call anyway. Yeah. And you just lose sometimes, and it's fine. And once in a while, you win. By the way, you have almost no equity against pocket eights or pocket kings. No. <laughs> you have one out. <laughs> right. That is a problem. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a close your eyes and call spot. I think but it is. You have to come up with ways that Bonomo can be bluffing. Right. Which I guess you kind of can. I but mean, it's... remember the hand from way back when some guys just some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. And it was. Uh, Roble and Kirk. Yes. Yeah. Matt Kirk bets the river, and Roble moves in for like a tiny bit more with queen high, no draw on the yeah. turn. And Roble folds king high because they're both bluffing, right? Right. And Roble's like, you uh, is like, sure, he's beat because he has to be beat, and he's not beat, you know? And Negrano and Eric Lindgren, I think you and I have talked about this before, have had these discussions as well where like there's sometimes when someone just can't be bluffing because they move in for so little. And then I think Lingren actually did that to Negreanu in like a World Series event where yeah. he moved in on the river for very or on the turn for very little more. And Negreanu falls. He's like, well, you can't be bluffing. And, and, and Lingren was bluffing because they had that right. conversation. So there is something to be said for, okay, he doesn't have to be bluffing very often, but if he's ever bluffing, sometimes you have to call too. I mean, not that these, not that the pot odds are the same here. They're not. No. But... I just don't. I just think the hand like we're right at the top of our range. You know, I I really hate folding the top of our I know, range. I know. I'm a big big downer on that. Big sad boy who never likes to fold. <laughs> big range. sad boy. Big sad boy. I'm like if we're at the top of our distribution, I think we're not supposed to fold. 
if that this otherwise were exploitable. Right? There are times when you can fall the top of your range, obviously. If yeah. you're playing against a bad player and the your opponent has a clear range advantage and you're at the top of your range yeah. and they take an aggressive action, you can fold the top of your range. I agree. I agree. Um this is not a spot where no. Bonwell has a clear range advantage, right? No. It's not. We have the we have the range advantage as we already have laid well, what, out, right? We're Bonomo, the guy who can have the deuce. If Bonomo moves in, he has a clear range advantage against our range of how we've played it. We don't have any sets. Uh we could have quad deuces. Okay. We could have quad deuces. That's fair. I don't know if we'd raise the turn with quad deuces, but we might. I mean we raise the turn with ace deuce, which is kind of the same thing in some ways since we don't think Davity's ever got us beat, right? Right. We don't think Davity's ever got us beat. And that. probably Justin I mean, honestly, Kozlov's probably raising thinking like this hand's over. Like this yeah. sort of sucks. But just in case Davity decides not to fold because, you know, he's gonna triple lux himself into calling because yeah. how can I actually have it? You know, and like but I'm the only guy who can and I know that and you know that. So you know, that kind of a thing. Right. Um, he probably thinks like, yeah, I feel sort of dumb. Like it's going to be a small pot to win, but this is how, but I kind of like the race for this reason. Coming back to the, the original question of like, all right, let's sh- end the thought experiment. Should he raise? Yeah. We're ending the thought experiment. Okay. The one, uh, another really good reason to raise is if we want to win a big pot as Kozlov, we kind of need to raise now. Like raising the river is so much stronger than raising the turn. They're both strong. Yeah. But you're going to see now really, really good players can raise the river as bluffs, but it gets, you know, the. Everything narrows all the way through. And so sure. like, when you get to the river, you've got less possible bluffs. Yep. You know? So I really like the notion of raising now, if we're going to raise at all, to try and win a bigger pot against Davide if he's going to get you know, stubborn with a king, which is reasonable that he yep. might decide to, at least for a little while. Gives us a chance to put in a big bet on the river. I like that. Yep. So that's a reason to raise anyway. Anyway, coming back to your question about Bonomo moving in, I think we're supposed to call. I understand everything you're saying. And, you know, maybe Evgeny Chemyshenko folds there and folds correctly there. We've seen him make folds like that before, yeah. right? Now, it was a little different. It was in the World Series main event, like day seven, like midway through day seven, and someone moved in giving him five to one when he had the nut flush on a paired board. And he's like, and he knew who she was. Yeah. And so he knows she's never bluffing. But if he thinks she can, she can have any bluffs at all, he's supposed to call, right? But they're never bluffing. Them. No. That's the thing. We know they're never bluffing there. Here we're not... Bonomo is the type of guy who might be sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Bonomo is totally willing to blow up his whole tournament, especially not the main event. For sure. He's going to play... Every, he's playing every World Series event. He's made a million final tables. It's, yeah. He's willing to do this at least once in a while. Right. Anyway, I don't know. All right. The answer is I don't know, but I would call. <laughs> yeah. Let's get, let's get off that note okay. though, and get back to the action here. Okay. On this... Uh, so it was a King-Deuce-Eight. Flop. Davide Kitai has king, queen, and Kozlov's got ace, deuce. Turn was a deuce. Kitai bet 155 into 410. Kozlov raises to 400. It's a very small raise and a very small bet. Yeah. Both. So, bottom of folds. It's back to Kitai. The thing that really sucks for Kitai is that there are no semi bluffs. That there is correct. Zero semi bluffs. It's a full rainbow, Skittles, Marshawn Lynch, all that. I actually would have liked Kozlov to raise a little bigger, honestly. Yeah. He's raising based off of Katai's sizing rather than the size of the pot. Right. I think if he makes it bigger, he can put in a bigger bet on the river, which is kind of the point, right? Yeah, I like, agree. Let's make it 550 or 600. I agree with that. Also, Katai can afford that, too. It's not really that much different to him. All right. So anyway. this is a kind of a crappy spot for Katai, but he's getting an incredible price, and he, he has the best hand that he ever shows up with here. That is the problem. Like Katai has no deuces. We've decided he probably never has a set of eights. If he does, it's really he rare. He never has king eight, and he never has ace king. Right. So this is the best hand he ever has. Right. So with, we put that into the blender along with the notion of, is it possible Kozlov's raising because he's the only one who can have a deuce? I've certainly made that play before. Yeah. You know, ho- hoping it's against people who are able to see that. 
they were not, but this guy <laughs> is. You know, this guy absolutely can see that. That's another reason to call. We're also deep. Yeah. You know, like we can call here, and often it's going to go check check if you know Kozlov may give up, and we don't have to be put to a tough decision, which right. isn't so bad. Also, we're Davidi Katai, reader of souls. You know, mm-hmm. that's who we are. So that's good. All right, so Katai does call. Yeah. And I think that's probably what I would do, too. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. like it, though. But it's, oh, it does not feel good. But we're, we're so deep. We're really hoping to get called, not raised, when we bet the turn is Davide yeah. Katai. Yeah, if we get called, we can usually value bet the river. Yeah. And get called again, hopefully. Hopefully. Get called by a worse king. Yeah. That'd be great. Could part of Kozlov's raise not only be the whole range advantage bluff thing, could it also be that Katai takes shots in spots like this a lot, so it looks like he's bluffing because of that as well? Maybe. Also, Katai, as we know, loves to bet tiny. This isn't just yeah. right now. This is always. And so, you know, I think it like it's easy to feel like you should pounce on that sometimes, you know? And maybe Katai yeah. is leveling himself into that a little bit, you know? Right. Like, maybe he's just like, I bet so small, I'm, like, inviting people to raise me all the time. But Katai's used to that. He's been That's spot true. a million times. No question. Because he always bets small. We saw it against Gordon Veo. It was, like, incredibly small bets throughout the hand. I know. I was thinking of that. It's possible Katai also thinks, like, I usually would take a shot. When the deuce pairs here, I would usually take a shot. Yeah. Whether I have it or not. And then this is as good a hand as I can kind of ever have, so I can't fold. Right. That would be crazy. That's all sensible. Yeah. So Katai does call, and we can't fault him for that. I cannot. All right. So the pot is now 1.2 million going to the river. It was a king-deuce eight flop, deuce on the turn, full rainbow. Kozlov's got ace-deuce. Katai's got king-queen. All right. So the river is now... I didn't write down the river again. Why what? does that keep happening Why to me? Why do you do this? I don't know. What's going on with you, man? I don't know. I'm broken. You are inside and out. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's... It's like a you nine. You didn't write down the river. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. But it's an inconsequential card. Okay. It's like a five. Sure. Yeah, let's call it a five. Let's call it a five. Okay, the river's a five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Katai checks. I yeah. think that's the only play at yeah. this point. And Kozlov goes for the big bet. He goes for 1.04 million into the pot of 1.2 million. Yeah. He's really hoping Katai is going to do his hero call thing. Which he does a lot. I mean, this is a good candidate. This is another reason to raise the turn, actually. And, yeah. And bet, and bet, I like that Kozlov's betting big here and not like half pot. It's cool to raise the turn on a dry board, too, where it's like you can only have a deucer better to be raising here. So how can you have that much value? You're bluffing too often. Right. You just, yeah. you just, there's so few hands you can have. Yeah. Right? Like, because now you're not going to raise king eight, probably. No, Although, no. even if you're the only guy who can have a deuce, maybe you can raise king eight, but maybe. are you going to? Yeah, I mean, you might are not you really going to put it. that together right there and you raise might just, king eight? Yeah. Also, you're in position. You can just call and do whatever you want on the river if you feel yeah. like it, you know? That's fine. So, And also, you'd be worried maybe about blowing Katai off certain hands if you have king eight blocked and all the, all the other things. So, yeah, it's like there's just not much he's going to raise with for value here. Turns out he has it, though. He does. He does. So, Katai checks with his top pair, best possible hand he ever shows up with. Okay. Kozlov bets 1.04 million. Yeah. So what are we thinking as Katai now? This is a big decision here. This is a tournament-changing decision. Why didn't it check back? Why yeah. didn't it just check Why back? Why didn't it check back? <laughs> Why didn't that thing check back? So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird... It's not a weird spot. It's just a bad spot. So, like, we really would like it if it went check, check, and then we get to win. It looks like we're not going to fold. This is, this is a reason to consider folding is because we called the raise, and it looks like we're probably... We can afford to call. Yeah. And he bets big, but we can afford. We can still call here and still have a lot of chips, right? We're right. still going to be second in chips by yeah. a million. It doesn't hurt. ICM-wise, it does effectively nothing to us to call right. here. So there's no threat in yep. that way. So 
that's actually a reason to consider folding. In some ways, it's a reason to consider calling on one level, right? Because it's like it's fine to call. And yeah. I often make that case, actually. I used to say you can afford it. Right. But on the other, if Kozlov knows this and there's such extreme ICM situations happening all around and then he bets big anyway where we can call, Kozlov may be a little less likely to be bluffing here. Yeah. He might just give up. Once we call a raise, I think it's usually you should give up when someone calls a raise on the turn, unless, you know, especially on a dry board, you know? Usually, I, if you're bluffing, I don't know, but Kozlov's doing a good job of of polarizing his range here by yes. betting big. I like that, right? So maybe on the turn, Katai doesn't believe him with his king, but and Kozlov's sitting there with you know nine ten or something, and he's like, "All right, well, I guess if I bet big on the river, he's got to then really consider believing me, right? You know, right. so I think there are certainly bluffs still. I I agree, there are bluffs. Assuming Kozlov is this kind of a guy who can have bluffs, yeah. We don't really know much about him. Right. We've seen him play this hand and one other hand from this final table when it was three-handed, right? Right. which we've the th- done. The thing that's interesting about it, I guess there's still a lot. Kozlov has a lot of deuces, I suppose. He doesn't just have ace-deuce. Oh, he has he's got a, a most lot of, of the deuces. Yeah. I mean, all the suited deuces and at least some of the offsuit deuces, too. Yeah. So that's a thing. Yeah. And this was only last summer, so it isn't like... Um, you know, it was seven years ago when people played the big blind really tight in this spot. Like, the good players now play super loose in this spot with the big blind. Right. You're saying, like, 85% of hands and stuff. Yeah. So, like, King Deuce off. Like, Ola Shemian calls with King Deuce Jack off. Jack Deuce suited, for sure. Oh, any suited Deuce. Yeah. Any suited two cards are calling, yeah. I think. When, especially when you're this deep and another deep players around, too. But, um, like, just the odds are such that people just call with, like, kind of everything here. They're really, really good players who are, like, in it for the long haul, essentially. Right. They're trying to play as perfect as possible. Yeah. You know. So Katai has to do the thing now where he made a decision on the turn and then decide if he wants to stick with that decision. Right. And we still have the best hand we can possibly have. Yeah. Which, which is, is a reason to call. Yes. That is a really good reason to call. But there's some pretty significant reasons to fold, such as Go. Kozlov never does this with a worse hand for value. Never. He's only bluffing if we're winning. He's never doing this with King Jack, that's for sure. He's not going to bet one million with King Jack. He might bet tiny, but he'd never bet one million. Kozlov has King Eight or better for value, right? Or whatever King, whatever the river was. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't raise the turn I with know. that. Yeah. I know. Um, so yeah, King Eight or better for value. Other than that, it's just a pure bluff, right? So there's not really much analysis to do beyond that as far as a range, except kind of, I guess, assessing how many deuces Kozlov has, which. The answer is a buttload. Right. And the question is, does Kozlov have a lot of these bluffs in him? Right. That's the real question, right? Yeah. If the answer is not so much, we should probably just find a fold here. Yeah. Right? And if he has a lot of them, we should, fi- we should find a call. And that's it. Yep. Right? So is he the type of guy who's going to play range versus range in this spot and raise the turn because of that? And if he is, then I think we have to find a call. And if he isn't... Or at least very rarely is he going to do that, and mostly he's going to have it. We just got to throw it away. There's another factor. Hit it. We're Davide Katai. Yeah. Let's look at the guy. I love that. Yeah. That's how, that's how we figure it out. I yeah. mean, Davide Katai, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, may well be the best reader of people in the world. Not the best reader of um, Harry Potter. Books about magic. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Martin Kozlov. Yes. Yeah, of course. You are unbelievable just because the guy has glasses. I know. I am such a bully. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's mean of me. You know who else was a book bully? Diggory, who died at the end of book four. Spoilers. Thanks. I haven't read it yet. Well, too fucking bad. Oh, what does that word? <laughs> <laughs> it was, people couldn't really make it yeah, out. Yeah, hopefully not. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. You keep doing that recently. I know. I don't know what's going on. I'm so comfortable. Yeah, well, stop it. <laughs> Get, less so com- comfortable. Get less comfortable. <laughs> How about that? So 
I guess we, we've kind of done all the analysis that we can here. It's basically, do we believe that Kozlov has a deuce or not? Right. And, or a king eight, which, I mean, there's a ton of combos that are value. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, there's... Okay, let's do this quickly. How many deuces... We're saying a buttload as if there's just like all the deuces, but like let's figure out how many deuces sort of exist as a reasonable range of deuces, okay? All the ace deuces, clearly. Yes, all the ace deuces. So that's... There's two deuces, so that's what? Eight combos? Yeah. Okay, eight combos of that. King deuce... Do we think it's all the king deuces or just the king deuce suiteds? I think it is all the king deuces. I don't know. I'm not sure. That may... It may just be king deuce suiteds. I don't know that one. Okay. It's close. So he has all, let's just say he has all the suited deuces, of which course. in the end comes out to something like 14. Okay. So, yeah, something like that. I don't know, but okay. I mean, there's that, only two deuces left. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 14, 16, 18, something, something like that. Yeah, okay. something like that. And yeah. then we got to throw in some offsuit deuces. Okay, so let's figure out what other offsuit deuces. So there's the ace deuce, of course, which there's eight. So let's yeah. say that takes us like 22 or so combos. Yeah. Let's give him some combos of King Deuce off, but not all of them, since we're not sure. Well, there's, I think there's only two. Oh, oh, oh King oh, Deuce off. off. Yeah. So there would be... There's just not very many. Are there no. six. Yeah. There's six to be working with. So we'll give him like two combos of it, maybe. Yeah. But we have a king. We're oh, my gosh. We have a king. Yeah. So there's four combos of it. Right. And okay. then King 8, there's... There, well, there would be nine if we didn't have a king, but we do have a king. Right. So... It's less than that. <laughs> six. It's yeah, six. six. Yeah. So there's six combos of that. So let's say we're up to like 30 combos so far, if we include some of the king deuces. Right. Um, I don't think we're going to see like 10 deuce and queen deuce and stuff like that. But suited we are. Of course. No, yeah. We already did that, but I'm saying the off suits. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to see like three deuce suited or four deuce suited or anything like that either. I do. You think we are? Yeah. Just because like it's so cheap, what the heck. Yeah. Davide's in. Yeah, it's not entirely. Something, anything connected? Yeah. Possibly connected? Well, if we're including those, now we probably just have to throw our hand away, right? Like, it gets, there's a lot of those. I think generally we kind of have to throw our hand away anyway. It's just a big spot, and people aren't bluffing as often in these big spots. Not as often. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how good Kozlov is. Kozlov was like, when we did that last hand, he was like ranked reasonably high, actually. Like, I never heard of him, but he was like the 161 first player on GPI or something like that at the time. Now, he'd won that event. He, He wins this event in. Staggering fashion. It's true. It's actually the same three players. We did the hand. It's the only... Maybe we've done two preflop only hands. Uh, Yeah, we did the JC Tran. Right, right. But it's one of the two preflop only hands. We think Davide Katai makes a huge mistake in that hand. We did not like it. Although we decided if he's going for the win... Yeah. Of course, if he's going for the win, he should probably make this call. Well, maybe not. Maybe if you sit back and you're like, you know what? He's got all the deuces. Yeah. And he's got all of this. And he's not a guy who's going to bluff. He doesn't play range versus range nearly as much as a guy like Bonomo might. Right. Um, so actually, I should just throw my hand away. He's never going to do it with a worse hand or even the same hand. No. So I'll just throw my hand away. And but it does suck when you're at the top of your range. And this is does. this is the other side of it, right? Like where you're like, you are absolutely exploitable when you make this fold unless you're Davide and you read a soul. Right. And, and Davide tanks forever. It's going to yeah. take some serious video editing to get rid of that stuff for the video. Yeah. Um, and eventually does make the fold. And part of it is that I'm sure that Kozlov can have a ton of value. And another part is that Katai looked into his brain and saw what he thought and said. Yeah, and maybe also Katai sort of thought like, yeah, I can just like I haven't even put that much in this pot. Like it's not a big deal. I can fold. There's gonna yeah. be more opportunities later, right? Um, but of course, this is maybe one of those opportunities right now. Too. Yeah, like you could you can make the case either way. 
<sighs> these spots, these and, spots. You know, a, you know that feeling you get when someone like raises on you, and you have like kind of the best hand you can have, but they're repping a better hand anyway. And you have that, like that dark, hollow feeling in your yeah. chest, and then you call, and then they bet big on the river, and you know it's probably bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, but you still have to actually decide what to do. And most of you wants to fold, but part of you is like, but there are bluffs. I think folding a good hand is one of the hardest things to enact in poker. Right, it's very difficult to do. Right. Because you can always make up things the guy can have, it yeah. seems like. Well, but what about this? We just did this. We did a Phil Ivey, uh, Antonio Fondiari hand for our last hand, at least on the podcast, right. where, the way we've been recording it. I don't know the order these are actually coming out. And uh, we basically, like, we thought Phil Ivey played the hand poorly, but he calls on the river. And, you know, there are ways to make it sa- sound reasonable. Yeah. You know, like, if you can... I don't know if it is reasonable. It probably isn't, but you can find ways to justify it, you know, yeah. based on like we can give Antonio, if we decide to give Antonio all of these bluffs, it's fine. Right. But you have to give him most of these, a big chunk of these bluffs too. And does Antonio really have those bluffs? Gosh, I don't know. Here's and, the thing about Kozlov's bluffs here. They're yeah. not defined. They're not semi-bluffs. They're, there's mm. nothing there. It's like when he raises the turn, it's the driest turn ever. It is know? super dry. Yeah. Yeah. But in the, in the end, Davide Kitai makes the right decision as he almost always seems to do. Almost always. Yeah. Almost. Makes the fold. Yeah. Ends up getting second in the event, or was he third no, in No, he ends up going out. No, he's, he gets second. Oh, just because, barely. Bon- yeah. uh, the way it works is Kozlov opens queens on the button. Bonomo ships like 30 blinds. With nines. With nines in the small blind. And Katai's got like 33 blinds in the big blind with two fives and reships. Sixes, I think. Is it six? Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's sixes. But it's the same idea. Um, reships. And, of course, Kozlov has a pretty easy call. And flops quads. Oh, does he flop yeah. quads? I don't even remember that. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And then Kozlov wins. Yep. He's now his one Anyway, this was yet another great play by Davide Katai. This fold on the river. Yeah. Very good play. It's not, a cool hand. Not as impressive as some of his queen high hero calls or his ace high bet call on the river as a hero call. The thing I like about this hand is it's a situation poker players find themselves in a lot. You know, where like... Your opponent bets big on the river. You have a good hand, and uh, you just you, uh, it's like you feel like if you fold, you're just it's bad, but you think you're beat, you right? Know? And like this is a spot that's really common, and so to like try and delve into it a little bit deeper is cool. I yeah. like that because we often try and find uncommon spots. You know, right. this is more of a common spot. Yep, yep. All right, I think we're done. We're done. We're done.